Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Soul Brew Podcast. This is episode 33. The boys are back in town. I'm sitting across from the one and only Mr. Stephen Doak. Hello, Mr. Aiden Hunter. How do you do? It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while for the listeners, but not a while for us. No, not seeing each other, but it's been a while since we recorded, I believe, nearly nine months. That's no way nine months. Uh huh. We, ha- we have to tell them why. We're pregnant. <laughs> oh, we are both of us. The first two men pregnant. Too much food. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's nice. Yeah. We have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to catch up on. Where do we start? Straight in. No kissing. <laughs> <coughs> uh, we finished off in November. And we're now sitting... Oh, well, God, where do we even start? I know I without giving Christmas was a bit manic for everybody. It was. I had just moved country. I had started a new job. And so we didn't record anything. No. And then we didn't record anything January, February, March. <laughs> He's just gonna name <laughs> April, May, June, July. <laughs> and here we are. And here we are now. Yeah. Numerous reasons why. And but we also felt the need to do it. Not the need to do it. I want to do this. We love doing this, I think. <laughs> we have to make this work. We both love doing this. Me being in another country, or not in the same country, definitely made it harder. Mm-hmm. We'd lock it on in our lives. Um, and we now feel like we're back in a place where we can do it again. Yeah, and that's probably a good place to start is... We've both had a lot going on the last nine months, so I'm going to start with you, Aidan. I'm going to start with you. No, I... no, no, no. The people need to know where we're sitting that's before we record point. this, to be yes. fair. We also don't have any coffee that we've been drinking, so that's fine. We're drinking tea. We are drinking tea. No better way to start than yeah. a cup of tea. Yeah. But <clears throat> where are we sitting to record this podcast? Because I've never been sitting and recording a pos- podcast here before. That's true. You are sitting in Caronomadi, <laughs> a little house that is my own. Not just my own, though. A house I purchased along with Triona Kelly, who would be a partner of mine. And yeah, so we started this podcast two and a bit years ago. I was doing a research master's at the time. I don't know if you <laughs> oh, knew. Jesus. I got We're it. In- Three, we're in five minutes and 23 seconds. I can't believe I did it already. <laughs> First and last time I'll talk about this because I was in college. I didn't really have a job, a couple of part-time jobs. I think at the time I was just starting to teach surf and I was a single man at the time. The idea of owning a home two and a bit years later was completely alien to me. And here I am with my own house, being a proper <coughs> adult, being a big boy. And a job. And a job, yes. So A real person job, <coughs> like a grown-up job. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, a job with a salary and expectations. <laughs> <laughs> Not expectations of little kids getting standing on surfboards, pushed down waves, sort of expectations like deadlines and, to meet and, uh, and things to happen. And yeah. all that sort of carry on. So yeah, so... I don't think I had started the job when we last had episodes out, or maybe I was just starting at the time. 
I work with Feroiga as a youth worker in West Donegal and I'm loving it, really enjoying it. I like that type of work. Um, I like West Donegal. I like the fact that it's the middle of nowhere and trying, it's a bit of a challenge to help those that need it there because they're hard to find. Mm-hmm. Um, but I enjoy that and more so than that, I enjoy the fact that it put me in a position to be able to purchase a house, which mm-hmm. I... And for anyone who does not know what where Karnamadi is, they won't. It is nestled at the what the front end. I would say the front end of Muckish Mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from Stephen's window, we're looking up at Muckish Mountain here. You're surrounded by trees. There's a river, the little stream going by. Very close to nature. It's very rugged. Think heather. Think purples. Think bog think mountains and trees and it's just a beautiful little house thank you very much very happy i'm very happy for you and i'm very happy to be sitting here it's a weird thing so we talked about this many a time yes and but it's really weird it doesn't not almost every day since i bought it i've whenever i'm down there i'm just like jeez this is mine that's my tree We'll throw in the philosoph- first philosophical question in seven minutes in. Mm-hmm. Is anything ever really yours? That's not for me to answer. <laughs> <laughs> but as the... <clears throat> but yes, this is where you belong now. This is where yeah. I belong. And how we ended up living here, that's pretty much how we feel that uh, we belong here. That uh, there's something draw drew us here. Mm-hmm. We weren't even looking to buy a house, really. I knew of the house because it was in it was distant relations of mine that owned it, so I knew of it. They say it when you're looking, you won't find. Yes. So how did I find it? It just came to you. It did come to me. Uh, I'm lucky that Triana is a teacher, and in terms of looking for a mortgage, that's the perfect sugar type. mama. <laughs> sugar. She's looking after me. <laughs> and I, you, yeah, you both have worked towards it, and well, yeah, and yeah. So it's also, I love the fact that this is the house that my great grandfather was born in. So it's an old house. It's got history in the family, um, and just it's all who you know, hey. Nestled all, <laughs> all of it, you know. Great father, grandfather looking out for me, <laughs> and just uh, surrounded by nature, where I belong, and I love it. I feel connected to. Mm. Very good. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> there's something visually different about you since uh, since we've sat Jesus last man. time and had a conversation as well. Gotten nine months older. <laughs> <laughs> visually. Yeah, and it's not it's not it's not the pregnant belly. No. <laughs> I have also cut my hair. I have I God I've really You've got, Yeah. <laughs> you've changed, man. I've changed man, so you've changed. <laughs> you used to be cool. I used to be cool. I used to have long hair and a vegan and not give a flip. Oh you still vegan, working. yeah. Working proper jobs or doing any of that adult stuff, and here I am. What has changed for you f- to make that happen? Uh, like, obviously, we're talking about the job, but like the mentality of the conversations that we would have been having back then. And I think also this is an important thing to get into. Like, I think we've mentioned this. We try to make podcasts timeless, and whenever we've talked about 
anything it's been what we've known up until that point because you don't know what you don't know mm-hmm. and so you can only really talk about things that you know in that time and space and so the time and space has obviously changed you've now done something that was alien to you at a time uh when we would have talked about it was there a shift in like oh i'm going to be an adult now or did it just all sort of fall into place for you or what was the transition like from working a surfing job a couple of different jobs nothing steady coming through and now just bang a lot of stability a lot of things one being in a relationship i suppose when we started this two and a half two and a half years ago it's just me and you it's just me <laughs> yeah and that's probably why we started <laughs> if we were both in a relationship at the time we probably wouldn't have started mm-hmm. this podcast um so it all kind of goes back to we started this because we were having great conversations and we were trying to figure out our own shit and are still having great conversations and still figuring out stuff even though we're two and a bit years down the road yeah and we'll get to your stuff in a minute but in terms of my own i'm actually not that it was easy but it you know when you see adults and you're like geez they're they've got their shit together and now someone could look at me and be like, geez, that boy's got his shit together. But at the same time, I don't mm-hmm. feel like that. Or yeah. I feel like I'm just sort of bluffing my way on through. Mm-hmm. And I think every adult is just doing the same. Yeah. Every person is just sort winging of... Winging it. Winging it. Yeah. And being like, oh, I can do that. Because there's it. no blueprint, really, because I think it's such a bio-individual thing. Mm. And what I mean by that is like, it's just so different on everybody's circumstances that you couldn't possibly tell somebody else how to do it. No. You know, there's no blueprint. Yeah. Now, how it led to this, I was looking for a job, had a few interviews, and luckily got offered a couple of jobs. Took this one, um, and very lucky to enjoy it. It's just me and another person, Fiona, and we work together on all our projects and programs and everything. And I'm lucky that it's someone I enjoy working with and after a few months working um the house that we now own came back on the market so it had been sale agreed and we actually looked at it when it was first on the market just because i knew the house and knew it was for sale we came up and looked at it and we rang for the crack more than anything and they called your bluff they called her bluff and said <laughs> yeah we can take your offer and then we had to ring him back a few hours later with her tails between her legs and like oh no sorry we're not financially stable because triona wasn't permanent just yet mm-hmm. in her job and i was coming off the summer of teaching surf and going mm-hmm. into unemployment so we were really in no position mm-hmm. and then we went and met a mortgage advisor when they rang us in february and we realized actually we are in a position without a huge amount of effort now also I have to say that our house is rather inexpensive in mm-hmm. comparison to others and especially those looking in maybe Dublin or bigger place. Donegal is quite inexpensive and the house we have is old and in the middle of nowhere where which we know is not for everybody. Suits us perfectly. Mm-hmm. But we're aware that a lot of things worked in our favour <clears throat> in that sense. And yeah, so it all kind of happened without really forcing it mm-hmm. or... Yeah, and there's no dramatic change in mindset or not really no um i suppose the longer the re- my relationship with triana went on the more 
comfortable we are with each other and more confident that we're gonna enter a 35 year agreement for Together. a mortgage wow <laughs> you know that's something that two and a half years ago would have scared the shit out of me and probably would have bailed out in pure panic does it scare the shit out of you now no no it doesn't no and i think i think that this podcast and these conversations with you and other people have helped mm-hmm. and i think something pre uh before we started this podcast i would say commitment was probably something i struggled with mm-hmm. commitment in anything okay and it's only kind of looking back at that now where i had a few years where i was kind of just floating around and can we dig into that i'm fairly confident in saying that i was definitely a bit of a floater and enjoying myself and Mm -hmm. having the crack and going from one country to another and traveling a bit and enjoying it and there's still an element of that ahead of me Mm -hmm. and i'm open to you know going traveling again who knows maybe moving country again who knows it's not closed off to that Mm -hmm. it's just i would have thought even entering a relationship would have cut those things out mm-hmm. never mind purchasing a house or whatever but i'm very happy with where it's led to right now very good mm-hmm. i won't dig into it anymore but i suppose coming from that is anyone that's sitting there looking at a, a house market or whatever it is and that's their dream or that's what they're hoping for it can happen and I suppose putting that savings in place where we're both lucky neither tree or i drink mm-hmm. so that is a big money saver mm-hmm. whenever way you want to look at it especially with so many weddings and that at this sort of we're in that age category now late 20s early 30s married. a lot okay. of friends getting married so you have a lot of weddings and different bits and pieces but that and we're quite good at saving um one was better than the other i'll not say who but um <laughs> minimalistic lifestyle we are quite minimalistic um and that worked in our favor that yeah. we were able to save enough for a deposit and, yeah you know if someone puts a good saving plan in place and obviously having permanent jobs that it's such a different conversation to i know isn't years it ago. but yeah. that's the, the reality that's something that you know all you actually really need is six months to a year in a quotation mark real job or something that's looked mm-hmm. at by the bank as a mm-hmm. as a comprehensive job and a bit of savings in the air now that's very <laughs> a very nuanced look at yeah. it and very simplistic look on it but hey ho it but it work. can be done yeah and i hope others um listening and <laughs> hearing some of our chats over the last couple of years can be like jesus christ if wonder many people wonder many people's like that traitor <laughs> <laughs> someone who probably cool. quit their job they're way off in Bali teaching surfing like oh fuckers <laughs> <laughs> I know <yeah. laughs> they told me it'd be alright before <laughs> you could get away with this and look I've done it done parts of that yeah. gone away and done it and um, done it all hey, what, what is I've it I've travelled uh, around the, I've gone around the world once shook every man's hand twice <laughs> <laughs> oh god so yeah you've done it all essentially i've done a lot yeah. and i'm very happy and i'm still and you'll open, do more open to new experiences and i think 
new ex- what I would have looked at, viewed as new experiences three, four, five years ago would have been travel, travel, or being away, or moving out of the country. But I think your perspective changes a wee bit, and a new, exciting challenges renovating an old house. I don't know. Do you want cream with the humble pie that you're eating there, and take it all, <laughs> take it you all your awards eat, back? You know I don't eat cream. <laughs> you do get vegan cream. Ah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very and good. finally on me I cut the hair because long hair is a torture I don't know why anyone does it <laughs> <laughs> anyone with long hair here you know the crack it's it's a lot of work and it came to a stage where the work wasn't worth it anymore and also I was growing it that extra length to give it to donate it to Little Princess Trust so some lucky person is going to be wearing my hair wow. somewhere around the world. That 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 hair's travelled the world. Yeah, well, no, once <laughs> it shook every man's hand. <clears throat> that's kind of cool though, because like that's very cool because the hair is such a history because it obviously takes quite a long time to grow yeah. at that length and how much life you lived. I know through that hair. That's mad. Think about that. It's, it is weird to think about yeah, that. Yeah, and all the memories that you have tied up in it, lovely. <laughs> Uh, and the places you've been and the ocean that you've been in and stuff and now someone else is wearing it I know. around the world and the hair lives on yeah and I don't know if they'll tell us that's a little bit like organ donation as such not as extreme but like mm. the hair lives on and is making somebody else's life better yeah it's cool isn't it that's very cool yeah so it was worth it for that I might grow my hair grow it out <laughs> everyone call to everybody <laughs> grow your hair out that's a great that's a great <clears throat> way of like ending that stage of your life of having long hair and doing it for a charity that really someone else can actually benefit from yeah so good good and it closes off the chapter of being that hippie-ish vegan with long hair type now you're a homish vegan with short hair homish that sounds like a religion (laughs) of some sort doesn't it hamish is that a religion hamish (laughs) (laughs) That's a Scotch name, isn't it? Hamish. Hamish, maybe. Yeah. Maybe it is. Anyway, <coughs> enough about me. I know, I could do this all day. Is there anything else you want to ask before we move on to... How's your soul? Soul's in a very good place at the moment. Soul belongs to Karen Amadi. Kehrunyamaji. Which means what? The, the Wolves' Quarters. Oh, oh, oh! I'm glad to hear your soul as well. Yeah. I'll I'll start off by asking you that question. How is your soul, Aiden Hunter? I have a terrible joke, but I'm definitely not going to say it. <clears throat> but we'll do it some other time because it's shocking. Um, my soul is great, I would say. It's very grounded. It's very content. Um, I am... I ha- I am leaving again tomorrow. I'm leaving again. Two days time from this recording. Let's rewind back to the end of the last season. Season. Seasons of which will be no more as we're going to do episodes as opposed to seasons. However, you just said you feel very grounded and very content. Content. I would say you were 
seeking that the last time we spoke and you went to Austria to mm. seek that grounding and that contentment. Tell us a bit more about what happened since you left to Austria. Uh, I was working. Uh, my plan to go to Austria was to get through the winter. I was actually meant to come back in March, but I'm still over there. When we get to that point. And the idea was to go over and open up a cafe for a friend, which I did and ran it. And it's very busy. <laughs> it's hectic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I lived my feet in the ground for a week. And this fellow walks up to me. He's so funny. He walks up to me. He goes, he's, he's, he's American. He goes, dude, you're built like a brick shed house. <laughs> Will you please train me? <laughs> I was like, I was like, ah, I was like, I'll think about it. It's like, leave it with me. And um, I was working full time. I was like, I was like, okay, I have a couple of hours here, a couple of hours there. It's like, okay, I could train you this day and train you that day or whatever. Because I've obviously my background's in personal training and I've always had someone on the books of some capacity for the last ten years or whatever. But I haven't actually been taking in person personal tra- in person personal training in a long time. Actually, about five years. Um. So yeah. So I started personal training, and then one client led to the next client, to the next client, and then people then at home were asking for online personal training and <clears throat> online coaching. So I've moved back. I've stepped forward into that spectrum again, and I'm trying to get out of the hospitality spec uh, hospitality industry. And I didn't come home in March. Um. You, you, you do these things, you go these places and something keeps you there. <laughs> go on. What could that be? Uh, what could that be? A woman. <laughs> woman. <laughs> so yeah, so I met somebody and I decided to prolong my stay in Vienna. Um, and we're still there. I'm ho- I've been home for the last five weeks because now, because I've stepped on online with coaching i've been able to step back from the cafe and i've been able to like work at home at the same time which has been great so i've had five good weeks at home and we go back to vienna again now tomorrow wednesday it doesn't matter because it's timeless mm-hmm. um go on ahead so many questions i don't <laughs> know where to start so <clears throat> what do you think has led you to leave hospitality a little bit or aim to leave and go I also like your wording there step forward into coaching again hospitality at the moment I mean I think maybe because I, I was in hospitality here I was running Kibben which is great and it scratched my itch which I wanted it to do but hospitality in the city is different in the sense I think where, where the cafe is based it's touristy so you're dealing with people you don't know all the time and the important thing for me and and when we did our values was like relationships and friendships and i'm not getting that itch scratched in the hospitality industry in the city anymore because there's such a flow of people coming through that you don't really see the same person twice and so instead of like serving them a coffee i feel like a robot i feel like a machine i'm not getting that Mm -hmm. personal connection with them which is one of the reasons why I want to get out of it and get and get 
back into personal training because that is a personal connection that I've always enjoyed with people either and even online does scratch it because online coaching um when I kind of like stepped back from the personal training scene online coaching had just started and it was very much I'll send you a word document I'll charge you 70 euros and good luck to you but it's very different scene now and there's a lot of interaction with the clients and you have a full on sort of relationship with them as you take them through their coaching or coaching relationship um so that that gets to scratch that itch as well as now i have the in person again where i can actually get to know someone you get to like the integrate details of their life as you're coaching them through whatever program is and that's a bit that i enjoy like at the end of the day it's it's very simple it's calories in it's calories out but it's the person behind it that makes it so interesting and the struggles that they have and like maybe they have three children at home or like maybe they have a really job that they're on the go all the time and you're problem solving with these people all the time and you're developing rapport with them and that's a bit that interests me it's like okay how can i get this mother who has three children to lose weight and then how can i get this ceo who's never in the same place for any more than four or five days to build muscle you know so that's a bit that makes it interesting for me because everyone's different whereas when you're working in hospitality it's like cappuccino flat white latte there you go you're gone i don't actually get to know anything about you i don't know like what's going on for you maybe you get one or two regulars or whatever but Mm -hmm. for the most part you're just like it's just a process and i don't get to interact with people in the city the same way as i did in kibben hence the step forward back into coaching step forward back into coaching step forward into coaching it's like back to the future and it's like just one of those things that i've not been able to get away from as in people have just kept coming to me about it and it's like i don't know if you like believe in omens or whatever but it's like i keep getting asked about it you know so it's like right there's something going on here like so i shouldn't probably should not ignore this um it makes and, sense and mean, it's something i'm good at and yeah you're enjoy. good at it you enjoy it people enjoy hiring you as a coach it all makes, makes sense, sense. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It does. yeah so that that's how i got back into that does that answer that question it does yeah i don't even know what question i asked but so in the mix of all that so episode i think the second episode we had sobri was called i know it is it's okay <laughs> it's okay to be vegan and long, have long hair and uh, it's also okay to cut your hair and buy a house but <laughs> that would be such a shit name for an episode wouldn't it? no one would listen to that it's okay to have short hair and buy a house and get a mortgage <laughs> nobody would <laughs> no, listen to that horrendous. <laughs> but in that episode it was talking about me turning 30 and about the expectancies of life and how everyone's on a different path and back then I would have never thought at 32 I'd be where I am but here I am However, you turned 30 in April. Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> As Triona says, you've been 30 for the last seven years. <laughs> yes. So tell us about your experience of turning 30. Do you feel that social pressure? Do you feel any different? I do feel different. I'm not going to lie. But, and I felt, the, the reason I kept saying that I felt like I was 30 was a lot of it was to do with the last five years of being sick and 
I got sick first when I was 25. And it meant that I had to grow up very quickly. And I felt like... I don't feel like my 20s were taken from me in any way at all. But a lot of it was tied up in health and stuff. And so kind of really like lost track of birthdays and things like that there. Because I was... When I got sick first, I was running a business, I had an apartment, I was paying rent, I was paying staff. I was like, this is fucking crazy. I'm 25 years old. This is like not normal or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's probably one of the reasons why I felt like I was 30 even before I was 30. Um, And 30 was an important number in my head. And not that numbers are important, but it was like, it was just, it seemed to be like the closing of that chapter for me. I was like, I'm, I want to get there. I want to be healthy. I want this shit of the last five years to just be done um and so and i really had a, like i wouldn't say i had a chip my shoulder but i had a point to prove uh and so in december five months before my um 30th birthday chronologically my 30th birthday i decided to prep for a photo shoot um which involved me getting as lean as i possibly could while holding on to as much muscle as I possibly could. And I wanted to get a photo shoot done to mark my 30th birthday that even though I had cancer in the last, twice in the last five years, to prove to people that you really can get yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, and everything back on track. If you like sacrifice a couple of things and you put your head down, get your tail up and you can go after it. And that was really important to me to prove to myself that I could do that as well because the, the first five years of my 20s, I started a business. I was very successful. I had started the first community gym in Greece and Dunfani that was there at the time. And and then sickness kind of like put me on a bit of a roller coaster. So I had a point to prove to myself that I could get back on track and I could do this and I could get my body into great shape again, which I did. <clears throat> um and then I came home for this, uh, the celebration, the birthday present to, for myself was a photo shoot. So I came home, had a photo shoot, everything went very well and then just celebrated the couple of days in with friends and family and had a great time. <clears throat> and that's how I wanted to roll into my 30s in the best shape of my life. I'm not like that anymore. <laughs> we just pounded down some uh, sourdough bread and hummus there before we had this. But but it was, it was a... It was a prove to myself that I could do it, you know, and it was a it was a tight going diet. I'm not going to lie, but I'm like that. I'm tedious. I won't give in. I won't leave any stone unturned. And I got some sick photos, I would say, uh, that I'll show. Uh, maybe I'm not show to the grandchildren, but I'll have them forever anyway. <laughs> I don't decide if I have to have children or not yet. Um, And 30 feels different. Yeah, I think I think it. It was just for me. It's I wanted to be a. I want this decade to be different. You know, I I don't want to. Obviously, nobody wants to be sick like or whatever. But I want. I wanted to roll into this decade being fucking in great shape. You know, and hopefully by the end of the decade as well, I'll still be in, in decent shape. Do the same, Mark, in your fortieth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. And uh, did you feel it was worth it? Was it? Would you recommend? doing what you did for your 30 it depends on the person where and again where they are in their life as we're saying like what we said two and a half years ago isn't really fitting what we're saying now i saw the wonder of opportunity coming up i knew that 
I knew what my work schedule was like. I knew I wouldn't have to socialize in those months really because it was January, February, March, April, there's not much happening. And so I saw the wonder of opportunity and I went for it. Like, would I recommend it coming into the summertime? Absolutely not. You know, it's it's like a winter project. It's like dark evening project or whatever. Um, and it depends on how well you can handle a lack of food. It depends how well you can handle stress. It depends how your setup at home is like. I obviously had a very supportive girlfriend who we had, because I knew it was going to be tough. And, and I sat down with her before we did it. And I was like, look, this is what I'm thinking. Are you on board with this? And she's like, yeah, I'm on board. Cause, because both people have to be on board because you spend a lot of time in the gym. You spend a lot of time cooking. You're stressed. You're trying to operate on less food than you need. And yeah, it, it puts your stress levels up. Like so, so I would recommend it to people if they're in the right place to do it. You know, and and there's people who have done extreme diets before and they have to pull out. You know, and there was, for me, luckily, it didn't have to pull out because I didn't have anything that was that drastic that I had to pull myself out of it. So, so what is your biggest learning from it? My so, <clears throat> I'm not a fat person by nature. You know, I'm not. I'm a relatively slim, athletic kind of guy. I've never really dieted before as such. Like, I've never had to, like, oh, I need to lose a stone or I need to lose whatever. But I've always been a, not, I've, I've not always been a personal trainer, but I've been a personal trainer, say, since I was 19, 20. Yeah. And I've been helping people lose weight. And I have the science and I have the books and everything. But I've never actually had hand-on knowledge of what it's like apart from this time and i've really understood now most people do not need to do an extreme diet or diet for as long as i did to get as lean or whatever to lose a stone or whatever it is or even 25 pounds so the biggest learning for me was actually what it's like for someone to lose weight and what's going on like outside of the calories as i said it's calories in it's calories out but it's everything that's outside of that that really plays the the defining role so the biggest learning was that for me and how to handle food, my relationship with food, and then trying to pass that on to clients and, and being able to get them to look at things differently or handle things differently. And I became also learned a lot more about cooking, which I enjoy doing anyway. But mm-hmm. like okay, my cooking became really dialed in as well because I was doing a lot. Obviously, I was doing a lot of that. I was cooking like every day, essentially. So loads of learning like that in terms of those things, like the, those softer skills. Um, I learned a, probably a bit more about myself. Again, as I said, about, you know, I can dig in, I can, I can do things like this, you know, whether I'll always do them or not. I try not to live an extreme lifestyle. And this, is probably, and this is me going back now two and a half years having these conversations of like, I'm not an extreme person, but it was an extreme diet. Mm-hmm. But the circumstances changed. The wonder of opportunity opened up. I took it. I probably will not do it again. Like I can't, at the moment, I, I'm saying that. But like that, that makes sense. Does it? I hope you don't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. I would say, and I hope you don't mind me saying it, that it it looked tough, but probably the, you almost changed. So the last time you were home in April, 
It's like she's really worried. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not Aiden, I know. But you're you are trying to get um, an extreme result. Mm-hmm. You know, you are, and you cannot get an extreme result without an extreme effort. So there, there was huge amount of effort that went into it, and like I was going for like for people for weight loss, it's like as I said, like might need to lose twenty pounds or stone or whatever it is. But like I wanted to get lean, like I wanted to get so lean that you could see abs. Not everybody wants to get like that. And the truth about the fitness industry and what they don't tell you is to get like that, you're either on drugs, you're either dieting for a long, long time, mm-hmm. or there's a lot of natural genetics at play. And some people have all three. So it's like some people are dieting for a long time, they're taking drugs and they're genetic freaks, you know. So to it is if you're going to do it naturally, like all I take is a protein and a creatine, that's it. So if you're going to do it naturally it's going to be tough mm-hmm. you know it's going to be you're going to have to keep slogging through it yeah so i probably won't do it again unless i start taking steroids <laughs> <laughs> and even at that i took a drastic <laughs> turn there now in the conversation yeah. uh fair play you're into your 30s and we're into the 33rd episode of yeah. soul brew podcast Um, it's been a big gap we're changing the format slightly. We do want to do this. Uh-huh. I think it's important. I I enjoyed again. Is that coming to me for that like connection, that relationship building between me and you? Have these sort of conversations that other people can have. So we still want to keep doing this, but we probably want to take the pressure off ourselves that we're going to do seasons and X amount of episodes per season and X amount of like guests or whatever and try to have a more natural flow with it. We think we're going to release an episode once every three weeks and focus more on the quality of the episode rather than the quantity of episodes per season. Yeah, the episodes themselves will be similar in terms of it'll be a topic we'll tackle. And... I suppose this episode is just to get us back into the swing of things, uh, a bit of a catch up of where we're at and anyone that's gone through the journey of listening to us in the last two and a half years. I hope you've grown and changed positively along with us. What about that poor fellow that's out in Bali, quit his job and his long hair and is vegan? He's like, oh. <laughs> He's like I'm two years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he probably threw his phone away so he'll be able yeah. to listen to us on the, <laughs> on the podcast. But uh, yeah, so I think not much more to add then i suppose because we're less frequent with episodes in terms of one every three weeks um we really do ask that you can follow us on either social media or even follow us on whatever podcast platform you listen on and tell the people that the boys are back in town oh the boys are back go on give us a wee belt today no go on no 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 (laughs) (laughs) what do you do if you want to listen to that song go look up the boys are back in town and play that <laughs> and here we are it's been great catching up with you Stephen mm-hmm. we can dig into more of these things I know you have more questions on you and we're running out of time here um, but we can dig into things in future episodes yeah give like, people a insight with a scalpel yes and we'll be going into various topics if anyone ever thinks of a topic that they'd love us to dig into by all means reach out to us message us Mm-hmm. comment on things and um, this is not just me and Aiden in Solbrew. we have Sam O'Neill as always doing mm-hmm. our social media 
and he's going to get a call now <laughs> yeah. in about he half did. an hour so yeah. you're back the yeah. boys are back in town boy he doesn't know he doesn't know he's involved in it yet again <laughs> and thank you all for listening please do share and get involved in the Soul Brew franchise <laughs> and also to finish off uh, we have some Soul Brew tumblers back in stock they are you can either purchase online by messaging us and we'll get them sent to you or meet you with them or you can call down to new edition coffee in Dunfanny where Darren Kerr has kindly agreed to sell some of them at his little coffee shop great coffee yeah great guy great coffee great guy <laughs> okay everyone until the next time peace, peace and love, love. Oh.